Eddington had once done some work that suggested the existence of black holes, but he hated the implications, that there were rips in the fabric of the universe. So when Subramanian Chandrasekhar confirmed this suggestion with a mathematical proof, Eddington railed against it and made Chandrasekhar's life a misery. Neuroscientist Benjamin Libet was another fugitive from unwelcome truth. When he performed an experiment showing that humans lacked free will, he dedicated the rest of his life to proving himself wrong. Good science, important science, can be as unnerving as it is enlightening. Sometimes work at the edge of uncertainty is without tangible fruit. It simply uncovers our ignorance. From time to time, for example, we will discover that our previous scientific understanding was built on a flimsy foundation and must be urgently shored up, or even abandoned. This is not the disaster it might seem, because science is fickle. It reserves the right to change its mind. Some scientists might make definitive statements, but others must then take on the task of trying to undermine them. Very often they succeed— New experiments, new thoughts, and new discoveries turn our thinking on its head, reverse a trend, expose the flaws in previous experiments, or poke holes in a celebrated scientist's thinking. The initial result is usually panic or denial, anger or derision, often all of the above. Eventually, though, after months, a year, a decade, or a century, there is resigned acceptance of the new. Until, that is, someone dares to take in the view from the new edge of uncertainty. That novel perspective inevitably leads to further revisions and revolution. Everything we know is only some kind of approximation, Richard Feynman once said. Therefore, things must be learned only to be unlearned again, or, more likely, to be corrected. This is where Galileo, Newton, Darwin, and Einstein did their work. All the revolutionaries have been challenged, accepted, then challenged again. As George Bernard Shaw put it, all great truths begin as blasphemies. Where science does have a problem is in the fact that our collective memories are so short. Once that resigned acceptance of a discovery comes, we forget that there was once such a kerfluffle. We act as if this truth were always with us, that it is self-evident. We forget the decades of persecution someone endured in order to shepherd us to the view we would now die to defend. And so we become comfortable, so comfortable that we will wantonly persecute the man or woman who comes to disturb our peaceful state. Take the atom, for example. No one now denies its existence, and it seems impossible that anyone thought it a pointless fiction— The atom is part of our worldview, part of our language, part of our collective history. But it wasn't always thus, as the tragic story of the Austrian physicist Ludwig Boltzmann shows so clearly. These days, Boltzmann would almost certainly be diagnosed as having bipolar disorder. His moods swung between elation and deep depression. When up, he was convivial. His students loved him, and lectures at the University of Vienna were sometimes attended by so many people that the overspill ran into the corridor and down the stairs from the lecture hall. When down, a phase often triggered by the rejection of his peers, his moods were very dark indeed. 
In 1900, for instance, after an argument with a member of his department, Boltzmann tried to take his own life. The rancor was always over the existence of atoms. Boltzmann was convinced that they existed in some form or other. Most of his colleagues, some of the most powerful men of science at the time, were convinced they did not. Though the notion of atoms seems rather obvious to us now, and might well have seemed obvious to physicists hundreds of years earlier, many of Boltzmann's contemporaries were obsessed by the nebulous concept of energy. The Industrial Revolution had raised energy, in their minds, to a position where it became the fundamental component of reality. They believed that the new science of thermodynamics, which had been constructed to further the gains of the Industrial Revolution from its roaring heat engines, provided reality's rules. Boltzmann spent the latter part of his working life countering this...